The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 10% off a VSIN Pro Annual subscription when you use the promo code SGP. Go to VSIN.com, subscribe, and the promo code VSIN. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Challenge there by Casemiro. There's Hannibal and now Rashford. Fernandez making tracks from the far side. Now he's been fed! And Trafford had to be alive and alert. This is Roberts. Now Goodmanson. Roberts in behind here and this is really promising. He's dug it out. Oh, and Onana! With... A march down the road to redemption there with a fine save from Amdouni. Ramsey, and an opportunity here! Oh, Amdouni is fractions away. Real let-off for Manchester United. I think some of what we're seeing now is the best I've seen from Burnley this season. In threateningly! And Johnny Evans got the touch. There is going to be a review here. It may not work out as Manchester United would prefer. Tony Harrington is going to bring joy to Turf Moor with the news that the goal will not stand. Opportunity for Fernandes to take it on. And take it on he did. Ten Hag savouring the glorious volley which gives Manchester United the lead Glorious is the right word oh, and Here's an opportunity oh, Instant involvement for Jakob Brun Larsen traffic and got lost in traffic Sanderberger head in hands Benson the last act frustration at the end for Benson
You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Bet MUFC account on X. It's at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And you can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network as well. They are at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can also follow my other Twitter account. It's where I post free plays. It's where I talk about all other sports and where I also post my monthly PL. You can always see it. It's the pin tweet on the X account at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. You can currently see the month of August. That will be swapping over in about a week and a half to the month of September. If you want to do your research, and I always encourage more due diligence because we legitimately have delivered 123 months in a row of transparent trap profit, head over to the website lockbetting.com where all of the spreadsheets are posted. When you look for these spreadsheets, you'll see not only do we make a profit every single month and have done for over a decade, but we also manage a bankroll sensibly, making betting accessible for anybody with a disposable income. Now, If you don't have a disposable income, you shouldn't be betting anyway. You shouldn't be gambling if you need to win. Gambling isn't going to solve your problems. It's not going to get you out of debt. It's not going to get you that car or holiday that you want. But if you want to make some money, if you want to make some additional income, then lockbetting.com is a good place to start. As I said, have a look at the spreadsheets. You'll see bankroll management there and how it's done. You don't have um, losing plays chased by bigger stakes in order to win them back. No five-unit plays, no 10-unit maxes, no 20-unit whales, no play of the year stuff, whether that be 25, 50 or 100 units. None of that, just sensible bank management throughout the month that has so far led to winning for 123 months in a row. And looking at this month of September, 124 is well on the way. The futures for the US Open will be on there and we absolutely trounce the futures for that tournament. We had a good transfer window. Transfer window futures will be on there. We've had an amazing start to the NFL season. Three winning weeks out of three. And we've absolutely dismantled the start of the soccer season, as you guys know, because lots of you new guys have come over to lock betting. So moving on with this edition of Bet MUFC, we are talking about Manchester United coming off a win against Burnley. That was the EPL lock for this week. I thought it would be a little bit more convincing. I really liked what I saw periodically in the game against Bayern Munich. And I thought if we can take it to Bayern Munich and dominate periods of this game, then we'll be well up for the game against Burnley. But we saw that typical away Manchester United performance where we lacked rhythm, we gave up chances. And in the end, it took a moment of magic for us to win the game. To be fair to us, we did miss... Um, a few other clear-cut chances during the game and we had a goal disallowed. Now, lots of stuff happened in the EPL this weekend that just angered me as a Man United supporter. First of all, there was this disallowed goal. There was an incident that was exactly the same where Manchester City had a goal allowed for a player interfering with the vision of the goalkeeper. Yet, when Manchester United do it, The goal is disallowed via VAR. Then what was even more alarming is that the same player for Tottenham, Romero, handballs the ball exactly like he did when Garnacho had a shot at goal and didn't get given a penalty via VAR. But Arsenal get exactly the same penalty given to them and Bakayo Bakayo Saka scores. The 
agenda against Man United is looking very, very clear. Or if there isn't agenda against United, then VAR is a complete joke and is completely inconsistent. And it just happens to be a coincidence that everything goes against Man United. Hoyland doesn't get the penalty against Arsenal. We find the right angle to see Garnacho offside when he scored the winner against Arsenal. Romero's penalty isn't given for United, but the same penalty is given for Arsenal. And Johnny Evans' goal is disallowed for the exact same reason where Manchester City were given a goal in the same situation. It's a complete joke at this point. And Man United fans and myself, a Man United fan as well, are completely right to moan about this because we could have a completely different points tally and a different points tally would lead to a very different narrative because after four games, we should have a 100% record. We could have been in, we could have been going up um, into, we couldn't go into half time, one nil up against Tottenham. That would have given us a win in that game. We did beat Nottingham Forest. After that, we should have beaten Arsenal by by two goals to one. And then we would have gone into the game with um, with Brighton, albeit a game where we were poor and we did lose fair and square. Although there are angles that show that Marcus Rashford's goal should have kept Marcus Rashford's uh, ball to Hoyland, which led to a goal, should have been given off onside as well. And maybe that would have changed the course of that game. But I'm not saying that Man United should have six wins out of six. I'm saying that we should 100% have a higher points tally than we do have because there's no guarantee to say that um, we would have held on if we were 2-1 up against Arsenal and there's no guarantee to say that we would have uh, gone on to win the game against Tottenham but it's very likely in both instances that we would have won those games so even if we slipped up in one of them you could still argue that Man United would have had 10 points from those games instead of having 6 so we should 100% be 4 points better off than we are at this point in time, which would make the league table look very different, which would make the narrative very different. But a win's a win. It was a winning lock for us guys on the show. Man United's away form has been poor, so you'll just take any kind of win that you can get, even a scrappy one against Burnley, who do look like they're in a false position because they they played very well against United. And obviously teams do turn up and put out better performances against United. But... It's not the first time that Burnley have played well so far, yet they just haven't had the results. But ultimately, I do think there will be three worse teams than Burnley this season. But this isn't the Burnley podcast. This is the Manchester United podcast. And we move onwards and upwards, hopefully, to the competition that we won last season because the EFL Cup is back and we are going to preview the game against Crystal Palace. Some fitness news coming out for this game says that Mason Mount, Amrabat and Harry Maguire will be back and ready to play in this game. I'm not really happy about two of those names. I don't think Mason Mount's particularly great and uh, Harry Maguire is a player I don't want at the club. But we're going to preview that game. We're going to listen to Eric Ten Hag as well. Before we do that, let me take a quick pause to tell you once again about game time. Buying tickets to your favourite event shouldn't be stressful But game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. I've been stressed on multiple occasions trying to buy tickets, um, whether it's the right time to buy. Are they the best seats? Are better seats going to be available? Are they the best price? Are cheaper seats going to be available? Are my tickets going to come through? If you buy them too late, they might not be there in time for the start of the event. You can be an hour before and uh, the box office will call... um, aren't going to help you. And StubHub, uh, a company I've had bad experiences with, don't answer the phone. 
So game time will actually alleviate all of that with last minute tickets and a best price guarantee, which will allow you to stop stressing over the tickets and actually start getting hyped for the fun you'll have at the event. The game time guarantee is awesome as well. It means you'll get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, let me take this pause to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. From now until October the 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. Also, don't forget $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy with a total of $2 million in prizes to be given out all season long. 100k in prizes this week and 10k to 10 people this week as well with new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash along the way on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. As I mentioned, when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy and that promo code SGPN. Eric, congratulations. What was the key to the win tonight? I think team spirit. Um, it was uh, big and they, they battled, they fight uh, together. You saw a really team uh, defending with 11. So, um, yeah, really following the rules and being a discipline. For the first time in a while, does it feel like there were more positives than negatives out there? Uh, it's about winning. And uh, I just saw uh, the last weeks was a lot against us, but you have to turn that. And it's only up to us. And we knew that. And uh, we said that the team, the team uh, acknowledges, and we have seen uh, the, the answer on the pitch. What did you make of the goal as well? Oh, it was a brilliant goal. And it was a really lovely plate. But I know um, also in, other, in, in the games like Munich, uh, Arsenal, and we played very good uh, spells in the game, but then we gave easy goals away. And as I said, there was a lot against us, like tonight again, and like a disallowed goal. And I would not say that it not, was not uh, a, a goal or not a goal, uh, that it was not, not fair to recall him, but it was against us. And we have seen so many things in the last couple of weeks against us, and then all the injuries, yeah, we have to deal with it. And so it has to be a first step up. How pleased are you as well, particularly for Andre Onana to keep a clean sheet tonight? Oh, absolutely, but he was really uh, uh, showed personality. He was really calm, composed. Uh, he did everything right in and out of possession. Uh, leads his backline. Uh, I thought very good performance. It looked as though Reguilón came off with an injury. How much are injuries affecting your team at the moment? Uh, Reguilón was ill, and that 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 tell something about the character and the spirit they want to show. He was ill, but he wanted to play. He wanted to support and he wanted to contribute to the team. And in overall, in terms of the amount of injuries in the team, is it a concern to you? 
yeah, of course, it's a concern that when you have so many injuries, uh, you have a problem uh, uh, already in the routines of your game. Uh, you bring players in; they are new, like like Rigolion, like Hoyland, and you can't bring them slowly and in the routines of the team. No, uh, there are many players that are in positions they are not uh, used to play together, like to tonight Hannibal, who did a perfect job. What do you hope this win will do for the team going forward now? Ah, that is, they will give them, uh, will give us confidence, absolutely. But yeah, it's only one win, and uh, uh, on Tuesday is the next game. Congratulations. You're welcome. So there was no press conference pre-match for the upcoming Crystal Palace game. So we played the interview from the end of the Burnley game. There are a lot of injuries, and obviously there are a lot of issues as well. We're getting Mount back. Um, Amrabat wasn't fit enough to start, but he looks like he's in contention now because obviously he came on towards the end of that game. Maguire will be back, but honestly, I prefer to play Johnny Evans. He looked solid in the game against Burnley, playing alongside Lindelof. Um, there's an injury to Martinez. Obviously, Malasia hasn't been fit throughout the whole season. Um, luckily, Regulon isn't an injury like ten like it looked like. And Ten Hag said he was sick. Uh, we know Wan Bissaka's out for a couple of months as well, and then obviously we have those situations with Anthony and Sancho, which we haven't been able to discuss here on the show. So I think this is an opportune moment to talk about the Jaden Sancho situation because Anthony seems to be out of the spotlight at the moment. He's on a break. I don't know what the situation is with that, whether he's going to be coming back soon, whether it's going to be a few weeks, a few months. I know he hasn't been charged with anything and I think maybe Man United might be doing their own investigation with it like they did with Mason Greenwood. But Mason Greenwood didn't play for United again and it took um, over a full season for us to actually make any kind of announcement it took around about 18 months for us to actually say what we were doing and now he's gone to Hatafe and he's still a Man United player he's just not playing for United now and I assure you if he lights it up at Hatafe either we are going to cry and get over 100 million for him or he's going to be playing so I don't know what the Anthony situation is, but this is an eighty million player, eighty million pound player that's not in your squad. As for Jaden Sancho, I just want this guy out of the club. Um, he's not apologising to Eric Ten Hag. Apparently now he's refusing to train with the youngsters. Some of this is just rumours, but obviously if Sancho, if people are saying Sancho's not turning up at the moment, there will be players. Uh, sorry, there will be um, fans down there there will be photographers down there there will be media down there so there is no smoke without fire um because we had a short clip from ten Hag uh, talking after the burnley game i have pulled up a, another clip it's our former player rio ferdinand discussing the dispute between ten Hag and sancho let's talk about Jaden sancho take us back to when you first saw eric ten Hag's comments in the press conference was it Fairly routine comments, in your opinion, or were you quite surprised by the comments that he made? Uh, I was recording five for my YouTube podcast at the time, and it came through in, in the group, and everyone was like, wow, okay, Eric Ten Hard said this. And I just automatically started thinking, okay, let's process this and the reasons why he would have said this. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, thing for me, is, that, is understanding why he would have said that. And what I can draw from it is that he gave him a couple of months off last season, for personal reasons, to go and get himself right. He's given minutes. I think he started 20-odd games last season. 
And I think he's he's working out a way in which he can trigger Jay, uh, his player to get a positive outcome on the pitch uh, and get a performance on the pitch and then consistently get those performances. And I think he's tried different ways. And I think this is another way of him trying to get a reaction out of his player. Uh, and managers, all managers do it differently. And Sancho, of course, has reacted, reacted quite publicly. Mm. What did you make of Sancho's statement? Yeah, I was surprised. I think you don't normally see players re- respond through statements publicly like that, um, or often if at all. But again, I look at this and you're processing the reasons why, then what is the fallout, then what's the way back for Jaden Sancho? Um, there's going to have to be that conversation between manager and player um, because they've both spoken publicly. Whether one liked it or not, they've both done it now. And it's about now trying, what's the best thing for Manchester United? What's the best thing for Jaden Sancho? What's the best thing for the manager? Um, and I think they've got to decide that between themselves. Have an open, honest conversation, round the table, have a coffee, an orange juice, whatever they want, they please, and get through it and, and find a way that, one, they're both happy with, and two, you get some performances out of your player because that's the most important thing. And I think that's, for me, uh, from the outside, not speaking to either Jaden or the manager, I think Eric Ten Hag wants to get the player he knows is inside Jaden Sancho performing for Manchester United. And he hopes the reaction comes from that statement. And so do I. And in your day under Sir Alex, how do you think Sir Alex would have dealt with a situation like this? I don't think a player comes out first and foremost and does that. That's the difference. And for Ten Hag, how do you think he will deal with the situation? I don't know. I think he's been ruthless in his decision-making before. You look at the difference in areas that he's had in front of him. The captaincy, giving it to who he wants to give it to, taking it off someone who's there before him. Rashford being late to a meeting, calling it out, making him sub, gets a good reaction. Cristiano's situation, deals with it. And the team gets away, wants him to get to, or the, or the remit was put in front of him, he, he achieved that. Um, so he's met these decisions head on, these big situations head on, and I think this is another one he'll meet head on with. And I'm hoping he gets the, a, a positive result out of it. Ferdinand said there about, during the Alex Ferguson era, he's asked how Fergie would deal with it. And Heath Flowers said he wouldn't have to. Ferguson wouldn't have to deal with this situation. And that is the point that we need to get to with Ten Hag. He's still got these issues, these cancers in the dressing room. Obviously, straight away, we got rid of Pogba and Lingard. He wasn't interested in keeping them. Uh, Then we got rid of Cristiano Ronaldo. Then, obviously, David De Gea went. That was for different reasons. We couldn't clear out Maguire during this uh, transfer window. He's supposed to be one of those leakers. And now, it looks like Jadon Sancho has an attitude problem, which is something that's been consistently said um, about Sancho through various people. And it was even there was even it was even partially said about um, him having his attitude in Dortmund, and they found different ways to to deal with it about him being late and not training hard. So. Look, for me, there's no excuses. You're in your third season. You're not making it as a Manchester United player. You you can't give us anything down the wing. You don't have that extra yard of pace. You maybe fit more into a system where you can be a number 10 or maybe into a, a team who play a more football in a more football possession based style where people can read your runs and and they you can read theirs and Everybody's more entwined with what you're doing. The chemistry's there, and that's easier to have in the Bundesliga when you're in one of the top two teams. It's not so easy in the Premier League where competition is fierce and 
you know, eight of the teams will be playing in Europe, for example. So um, it's it's a lot more difficult there, and he has struggled with that with that step up in class. Obviously, it's been a difficult settling in period as well. He came straight in off the back of missing an important penalty in the Euros. I don't think he dealt with that mentally, but maybe then he just doesn't have the mentality to deal with Man United um, because the shirt is often big for a lot of players. And I can think of many, many players who came in with a lot of hype, a lot of expensive signings that, that haven't worked out and he would just be another one of them. But um, Fergie dealt with them and got rid of those players in the end. And that's probably what we have to do with Sancho because this isn't second season syndrome now. This is the third season and he's been given chance after chance. He's had the arm put around him. Um, he's been forgiven for a lot of these performances. But at the end of the day, he's just not contributed the way that he should be contributing uh, for a player of that price and with all that hype as well. So I'm, I'm just about done with, with Jaden Sancho. And I fully support Ten Hag. And we do need to continue to implement a culture where this just doesn't happen, like Rio Ferdinand said. It just shouldn't happen at all. With Ferguson, it wouldn't happen. And if we deal with these situations right, the way we dealt with Ronaldo, um, the way he has dealt with Maguire in terms of picking the captain that he wants, like he said, and if we deal with the Jaden situation, Sancho situation correctly, then um, we are less likely to deal with players coming in with their attitude problems and their egos and causing these distractions in the future. So let's move on to the Crystal Palace game. Before we do that, let me take a quick pause here to tell you guys about VSIN. We're brought to you by VSIN and you can sign up now and save 10% off a VSIN Pro Annual subscription where you use the promo code SGP. VSIN Pro Annual subscription is great for betting splits, premium analysis and 24-7 video access. Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head-to-head with other VSIN shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future. The best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. So to get involved, step one is to go to VSIN.com, subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. Step two, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get a vote on what team to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of the action. So go to vsin.com, subscribe, use promo code SGPN, then visit sportsgownandpodcast.com, VSIN, to submit. Finally, let me tell you guys about Hall of Fame Bets. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Let's close out here by looking at the game in the EFL Cup against Crystal Palace at Old Trafford, where Man United are the 46 favourite. It's 16-5 on the draw and it's 9-2 here on Palace. I think both sides will make a number of changes, but I don't think Man United will actually make as many as Palace. Uh, I think Man United can't. So I think you'll see some of the same names playing. I think Casemiro might get a rest and we might see Amrabat playing the 
the full 90 minutes or as much as he can manage with his injury with his with his injury or him coming off an injury I think we'll see Mason Mount playing and I think we'll see um, Scott McTominay continuing in midfield so I think that will be the the midfield trio I expect Harry Maguire to start probably alongside Victor Lindelof we haven't really got many options in the fullback position we're going to have to continue with Dallow and Regulon and um, I think Unana keeps the position in goal as for out wide, Marcus Rashford will definitely get a rest. And uh, I can see Garnacho starting. Um, I can see Hoyland maintaining his place as the um, as the, as the number nine in a number nine position. And uh, Palestri will probably get the nod, I think, in the other wide position. So that's how I think Man United will line up. And if that's the case, I do think that team will be good enough to beat a rotated Palace team. It may take some time because... Even Man United's first 11 this season haven't managed to score as many goals as Newcastle scored in one game. So I did see that stat being thrown about. Obviously, it's true. It's um, any any reason to laugh or mock Man United. The, um, the internet likes it. And that was one of the things that they said. And that's obviously because our main forward line doesn't have any chemistry as of yet. So I don't expect this reserve forward line to come in and have that chemistry. But ultimately, I do think we'll get the breakthrough and win this game. Palace, they'll rotate, but they also have a lack of depth. And that's why I think United will be able to break through and beat this team. Palace are coming off a 0-0 draw with Fulham where they couldn't get the breakthrough. Whilst Man United have just won against Burnley and they won to nil, which with which was what looked like a with what looked like a back to basics approach. So it would not surprise me to see Man United keeping a clean sheet again against a Palace side who failed to score against Fulham at the weekend. And before that they lost by two goals at Aston Villa. So I think this is a good opportunity for Man United to shore things up, get back-to-back wins, and I look for them to either win this by a 1-0, 2-0 scoreline. So I'm going to go for United, and I'm going to tack on under four and a half goals, because as much as I think United will keep a clean sheet, the way we've defended this season, and if Harry Maguire starts, we could concede a goal at any time, and it's safer to be safe. And um, I don't see United scoring three or four goals to make this a risk for your under 4.5 tack on. And by tacking this on, we get away from the 46 minus 150. And instead, we get the price of even money plus 100. So once again, your lean here for this show, it's not a lock, it's just a lean, is going to be for Manchester United to pick up the win, which is available individually at 46 minus 150. But we are going to tack on the money line as well. So Man United and under four and a half goals, And that one is available at the price of even money plus 100. That's it for me in this edition of Bet MUFC. We'll be back at the weekend where we'll be looking back on this Crystal Palace game and previewing the weekend fixture as Manchester United play Crystal Palace again. It's weird how often that actually happens, but that's what will be happening. There will also be a bonus show of the EPL show covering the rest of this EFL Cup, the rest of these EFL Cup games and in addition of Scamessa Italia because there's also midweek action in Serie A. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.